True or false? A layer two switch requires that hosts connected to it run TCP IP. In other words, does a layer two switch, such as this example, this is a Cisco 1000 series switch. Does a switch like this require that hosts that are connected to it, for instance, if we had a PC connected to port one and a PC connected to port two, for those two devices to communicate through the switch, the switch requires that they use TCP IP. Is that true or is it false? Does a PC need to use TCP IP to communicate through a network? In other words, are networks reliant on TCP IP? Do layer two switches, do layer two devices require that the end devices use TCP IP? Is that a myth or is it the truth? This video is part of a series where I wanna discuss myths versus truths about networking. It's important that you understand how networks operate. Doesn't matter if you wanna become an ethical hacker or a network engineer, or you even wanna be a programmer, you need to have an understanding of how networks operate that really will help you in the real world. Okay, so to help me do that, I've created a network with two Windows 98 computers, a Windows 95 laptop and a Cisco switch. Now, before you tell me, but David, those are old devices. I don't care about old versions of Windows. There's a good reason for me using older versions of Windows. And I'll show you the reason for that in a moment. I've also added four Windows 98 virtual machines, which are running within VMware Fusion on my Mac. So my network consists of four virtual machines, a virtual switch that connects those virtual machines to a physical Cisco switch, which in turn has multiple devices connected to it, a Windows 95 laptop, a Windows 10 laptop, and two Windows 98 PCs. There's a very good reason that I'm using older versions of Windows, and I'll show you that in a moment. Okay, so on my Windows 98 VM4, double click on Network Neighborhood. I see various devices such as the Toshiba Windows 95 laptop. Double click on that. I can browse to various directories on that computer. I can copy a file as an example. So copy that to my desktop. I am copying from a physical Windows 95 laptop connected to a Cisco switch through a virtual network on my Mac to this Windows 98 virtual machine running on my Mac. So there's the file. But notice which protocols are being used on this Windows 98 virtual machine. In control panel, network, I'm only running IPX, SPX. I'm not running IP on this computer. So I copied a file from that laptop to this virtual machine using IPX, SPX. No TCP IP. On this virtual machine, Windows 98.1, double-click Network Neighborhood, I can once again see various devices. Double-click on the Toshiba laptop, go to the temp directory. Let's copy the D-Link folder to this virtual machine. Folder has been copied, but in Control Panel, Network, notice I am not running TCP IP here, I'm running a protocol called the NetBuoy. So the one computer is running IPX SPX, the other computer is running NetBuoy. There's no TCP IP here. The reason that it worked on the Windows 95 laptop is the Windows 95 laptop is running both those protocols and TCP IP. So on this virtual machine here, this is Windows 98.3, I can use type VNC to control 
that Windows 95 computer. It has an IP address of 10.133. Put in my password and notice I can now control this Windows 95 computer from this Windows 98 virtual machine. And when I look at the network settings of that Windows 95 computer, you can see that it's running IPX, it's running NetBuoy, it's running TCP IP. The IP address of this device is once again 10.133. Now, the reason that I'm showing you such old versions of Windows is if I click Add on a Windows 95 computer and click Protocol and click Add, I can add a whole range of protocols here. So I could use Banyan Vines as an example for Ethernet or for Token Ring. I could use DEC or Digital Equipment Pathworks for Ethernet or Token Ring. I could use IBM's DLC protocol. I have Microsoft IPX SPX. I have TCP IP. I have NetBuoy. Under Novell, I've got the IPX protocol. I have the PCNFS protocol from Sun. Multiple protocols are available there. On a Windows 98 computer, I have other protocols listed here, such as ATM, a LAN emulation client. I have IPX SPX. I have Microsoft DLC, etc., etc. Now, on a modern Windows computer, this is my Windows 10 laptop. When I go to Control Panel, Network and Internet, Network and Sharing Center, Change Adapter Settings, and for instance, have a look at my Ethernet connection. This Ethernet connection connects that Windows 10 laptop to the Cisco switch once again. Go to Properties. I have TCP IP version 4 and TCP IP version 6. And I can try and install additional protocols, but notice I only have reliable multicast protocol. This is why I'm demonstrating with older versions of Windows, because I want you to see that in the past, there were a whole range of protocols. Before TCP IP won the protocol wars, there were many protocols competing to be the layer three protocol in a network. And that gets me to the next point. This Cisco switch is able to send traffic from physical devices to physical devices or physical devices to virtual devices because a layer two switch doesn't care about the layer three protocol. It's using layer two in the OSI or TCP IP model, so the data link layer. It uses MAC addresses, it doesn't use IP addresses. So IP version four or IP version six doesn't care about IPX addresses. It only cares about layer two MAC addresses. And to make that point, I'll open up PuTTY and I'll connect, I think it's COM3 on this Windows computer. I'm now connected to the switch. If I type show version, you can see that this switch is a Cisco 1000 switch. So C1000, you can see it's a very modern switch. You can see it's running software version 15.2. But if I type show MAC address table, and let's do dynamic rather than static. So we only get dynamic MAC addresses. You'll notice that it's learned the MAC addresses of multiple devices on gigabit 102. And then it's learned about other MAC addresses on other ports on the switch. 
The reason why it sees multiple MAC addresses on Gigabit 102 is because I'm running multiple virtual machines on my Mac. So as an example, on this Windows 98 computer, this one is running multiple protocols. It's running TCP IP, NetBuoy, IPX. I could open up a command prompt and I could type ipconfig slash all and I'll be able to see the MAC address of the device. So you can see that that's the first MAC address listed on the switch, 000C29C3B20E. And on this device, if I connect it to one of my physical Windows 98 computers, I specifically wanted to use physical computers to make this as real as possible. So I didn't just want to virtualize this, I wanted to show you physically what it looks like so that you can see that this is actually how things work. So this is a Windows 98 computer. It's got an Intel processor, 128 meg of RAM. So 128 meg, not gig of RAM. Very small amount of RAM. If I open up a command prompt on this Windows computer, the physical Windows 98 computer, if I type ipconfig slash all, you can see that the MAC address on this computer, and it has two network cards, but this is the one that we're interested in, is 00504804809 e which is this MAC address on the switch. So if I clear the MAC address table, and I'm gonna clear all dynamic entries, MAC address table is now empty. Notice that the switch will still learn the MAC addresses of the PCs, even if they're not running TCP IP. So I'll go to my Windows 98 virtual machine 4. I can still connect to the Windows 98 computers. So I'm connecting once again from this virtual machine through the virtual switch, through the physical switch to this Windows 98 gateway computer right next to me. I'm able to view the files on that computer. And when I go back to my Cisco switch, Notice it has learnt the MAC addresses of devices. Now, just to make the point, I'm gonna run Ethereal, which is the father, if you like, of Wireshark. So this is a packet capture application that existed before Wireshark. I'm gonna capture traffic on the Ethernet card on this computer. Now, I need to allow the device to capture traffic. Notice we don't see IPX at the moment, but if I, for instance, connect to that Windows 98 gateway computer and I'll just copy a file, let's say type VNC, I'll copy that to the desktop. What we'll see is we're getting a lot of IPX traffic. A lot of IPX traffic exists. And let me copy Ethereal from that computer to the local computer. You'll see that the IPX traffic increases dramatically, and that's because this computer is only running IPX SPX. Now I do see other traffic, like IP traffic, sent by other devices in the network, but this is not the local computer. Now in IPX, the IP addresses, if you like, for lack of a better word, but the IPX addresses combine the MAC address with other characters. This is very similar to IP version six. So you'll notice the full MAC addresses in the conversation. We can see virtual machines and physical machines talking to each other 
In the frame, we can see the 3Com card. That's the physical Windows computer. Here's the virtual computer. That computer has a 3Com card inserted in it, and we can see the conversation. Notice we can see logical link control, and then we can see IPX. So this is not IP version 4 or IP version 6. This is IPX traffic. So we can see destination address. We can see destination node. We can see the destination socket. We can see the source network. So I can see IPX over here as an example. And here we see a IP version 4 packet. That's not this local machine. That's another machine on the network. But I'm running promiscuous mode here so I can see all traffic on the local network. And you can see IP and then we've got a NetBIOS name service. So this is the typical IP version 4 stuff that you would see in today's networks. But notice there we have IPX, a different layer 3 protocol. I don't want to bore you too much. The reason, once again, why this device is not using TCP IP is that I've only installed IPX SPX on the protocol stack. There is no IP version 4 on this computer. Now, one thing you can learn in life is that things repeat. You can't ignore the past because it affects what we do today. There is a reason that we do certain things in modern networks today, and that comes from the past. There's a reason why we talk about the TCP IP model in the CCNA exam and not the OSI model. But you need to have an understanding of the OSI model. Why do we have these different layers? Why are there multiple layer three protocols? Do we only use TCP IP version four and version six today? Or were there other protocols in the past? If you understand the technology, a lot of this makes sense. Okay, so the video is getting a bit long. I'm gonna end it now. But let me know, do you enjoy these types of historical videos? Do you enjoy me dispelling the myths about networking, about technologies? I'm planning to do a whole series of videos talking about myths or wrong perceptions about networking and trying to explain practically how things work. Hello.